0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, wheels up, BYU football off to Connecticut. Why UConn will not be a repeat of the Virginia opener. We're all, we're all accessed with BYU linebacker Michael Alisa. What he says is the biggest difference one year later. Plus the voice of the UConn Huskies, Joe D'Ambrosio, back on the show. Why UConn is set on a
1: two-quarterback model. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Blue goggles! Wednesday, August
0: 27th. What is up? BYU Sports Nation on your radio, TV, and various media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home. For authentic BYU products, I am Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the always fabulous and perhaps new voice of R2-D2, Jerem Jordan. Wow! Tell me that's not amazing!
2: That's all I got.
0: That's incredible!
2: What a what a start to our show today. How long did you
0: practice <laughs> that? No. <laughs> My whole youth? <laughs> Your whole youth? I don't know. I'd say it's pretty good, man. Wherever Sports. and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. So, uh... What's going on on Friday? Sportsness.
2: BYU in Connecticut. Can you believe
0: Football. it? Football
2: countdown to Connecticut.
0: Two days away. Woo!
2: The only issue with us doing that is the next two days you're not going to be here. I know. You're going to be. You're on your way to Connecticut today with the. Well, sort of with the team, not on the plane. I will be with you. Although in we were told tomorrow. there was one seat for the both of us.
1: <laughs> on, if the chart, wanted, yeah, on, the on the chart, on the charter, fight, yeah. fight it out. Yeah.
0: yeah so tomorrow, one, when you do one day away, you'll have Brian Logan. I will be with you in spirit. I will be watching. Well, on the phone, on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. We'll true. chat with you Friday. And on Friday, when it's
2: game day, when it's game day, I don't need. Like I've thought for a long time about what it's going to be like on game day with our calendar, what we do, how we handle that. I, was talking I have like epic visions that won't happen, of course. <laughs> By the way, BYU wrapping up practice uh, in about eighteen minutes. Uh they'll then eat and then leave for Connecticut at eleven forty five today. Uh and they'll get there tonight uh you know this afternoon, and then they'll be ready to go Thursday. A little extra time for Connecticut, no school. So BYU should be well prepared for this game.
0: My brother mentioned to me last night. You know that because you counted down since January second, you just made it painstakingly that much longer for everybody else, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We like, said the word yes, Connecticut. But it's only two days. Yeah. yeah. How many times have we said Connecticut?
2: Okay. Next year it's
0: Nebraska. That's wow. a little bit better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Upgrade. But let's just beat Connecticut. Join oh, our conversation twenty four seven using the hashtag BYUS and start it off. With today's Twitter question. Why will this
2: year's BYU season opener against UConn be different than last year's against Virginia? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Matthew W. Evans. Once bitten, twice shy. There's no way BYU comes out of the gates any other way than pedal to the metal. You would assume, right? Okay, I think last year BYU had an identity crisis. Uh, we go fast, we go hard, but we haven't actually done it. Uh, we have some new guys. We don't we know what we're going to get. Taysom Hill's yeah. third start. He had rehabbed his knee. BYU does not have that. They know who they are and what they do, and they're ready to rock. I fully expect BYU to kill it uh, in
0: the first game, crush it. How did that happen against Virginia? I I have will never know no the answer. Stinking idea.
2: Like when we die and we get answers about like, hey, well, dinosaurs? What was that? Like how did BYU <laughs> beat Virginia? That's one of my or lose Virginia. That's one of my
0: questions. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast in beautiful radio vision. How that works? We're on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast nationally on BYU TV. Rise and shout, 48 hours away. It's time for What's Trending.
1: What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1.
0: Revamping the road opener. The BYU-UConn 2014 season opener has some clear similarities to that debacle at Virginia last year. Most of you are saying, yes, Spencer, we know. It's on the East Coast. It's a season opener. You're facing a team that, let's face it, you should beat. You're a 16.5-point favorite. I think they were a 9- or a 10-point favorite against Virginia last year. The Virginia game was an anomaly.
3: Just ask BYU linebacker Michael Olisa. Everyone says that we should win, and last year we listened to that. This year we can't listen to that. Um, that Virginia game was just the, the worst possible thing that could have happened to us that season because it just crushed our dreams right off the bat to a team that it shouldn't have happened with. And, uh, you know, we, there, there's no way that, that can happen again.
0: There's no way that can happen again. Heck yeah! Hear the entire Michael Elisa interview coming up in about 20 minutes. I comprehend the Bermuda Triangle, Bigfoot, and the Loch Ness Monster better than I do the BYU-Virginia game last year. Wow. I mean it was so September twentieth
2: is gonna be another big game for BYU. I know it's Virginia, but because BYU lost that, woo doggy. People are gonna be amped about that one.
0: It's almost an advantage that BYU had that happen last year because that's all anybody has talked oh, about. Oh, I today. know,
2: but I hate that it happened.
0: It would have been a nine win season. If not yeah. more. What if they made... could have right? But, you know what? The one thing that BYU absolutely has to do is score more than 13 points in the uh, season opener. yeah. Or 16. 16. Sorry, it was 16 yeah. last year. Yeah. Good grief. I talked about this at length with Bronco Mendenhall yesterday, and short and sweet, he put it this way.
2: I sure hope it's, uh, we score more points. Yeah. That's what I hope.
0: Score more points than you usually do in season openers. He knows. He's the head coach. And every
2: week, you sit down one-on-one with him for countdown to kickoff. We're going to share some of that audio more tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Yeah, uh, really interesting stuff, including what Bronco's role will be on the sideline, all sorts of good stuff, how he's already implementing the BYU Sports Nation karma into his life as a football coach and <laughs> husband and father. <laughs> really? <Off the> field? <laughs> really? Really good stuff. Okay. This the season opening trend for BYU football over the last 2 plus decades not good has not been good and I think that's why this is like oh no here we go again there's some hesitation in terms of points scored
2: on the road I think BYU's defense pretty good generally in season opening games but let's break it down on offense with the stat of the day boom It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day R2-D2 This is one of our better ones 21 It's been 21 years since BYU won a season opening road game by more than one point What in the world? Can you believe that? Let's review There have been four season opening road games I include Oklahoma as a neutral side Under the Bronco Hall era At Virginia, lost by three Mississippi, one point win Oklahoma, one point win Arizona, three point loss So then you have to keep going. 2000, BYU lost by 26 to Florida State. Seven-point loss in 98 to Alabama. 26-point loss to Air Force in 95. Steve Sarkeesian, what happened? 94, Hawaii, one-point win. And then you have to go (laughs) back to 1993 against New Mexico, where BYU won by three. They won by three? Then you go the year before, and that's the last time BYU won by more than three. A 10-point win over UTEP in 1992, the year after Mr. Ty Detmer graduated. It's been a long time since BYU, 21 years specifically, went on the road to open a season and won by more than one. 21 17! years. 17! plus! Does that so, mean it's going to be a one-point game, my Houston thing?
0: I, let's hope not, no,
2: right? No way. Let's hope not. Connecticut, come on. Let, listen, no disrespect to Connecticut. Actually, disrespect to Connecticut. BYU should win this game. By double digits. They're a
0: 16 and a half point favorite on the road. I
2: don't even care about that. I made the 17 line before I even heard that.
0: Oh, what? Well, here our whole discussion has been like, well, so why, so why there, is it there be are different? all these trends. So, yeah, why is it going to be different for BYU? DeAndre Wesley certainly has an opinion about that.
2: We're just more prepared. I feel like we're more prepared. We're more confident in our game. And and those are one of the, those are the biggest things that the difference between this year and that, like last year is where we're ready.
0: BYU offensive lineman DeAndre Wesley, who, oh by the way, may be lining up with three other freshmen to start on that offensive line, he feels confident. And Michael Alisa, that will never happen again. That can't happen again. Okay, they're they're confident. And in conversations that we've had with numerous players, they say it's just an entirely different feel around the football offices and in practice. Coaching staff more relaxed. Players more focused. That's
2: not to say the coaches aren't as focused. I think they're just having more fun with it. Listen, the worst possible scenario in the history of whatever happened against Virginia. New offense. The return of a new coordinator. Essentially a new quarterback. The weather. All of that stuff played into that. That's not going to happen against Connecticut. Plus, the number one reason it's going to be different. Connecticut's not Virginia. Virginia. I know Virginia's bad. They only won two games. The year before that, they only won four. They get some five-star guys. Quinn Blanding, a safety, five-star guy. I can't remember the dude's name, but National Gatorade Player of the Year, a D-lineman. They produce some NFL draft picks. They have some talent. They're just not a good team. Connecticut has an NFL guy in Jeremy Davis, a receiver. That, to me, is the one NFL guy they've got. They're not the same. They're not in a Power 5, but they were in a Power 5. But they weren't a good team in a Power 5. They went to a BCS game. They were like 7-5. and five. They were, were not ranked
0: when they went to that Connecticut's
2: game. not a good program. BYU should crush them.
0: 16.5 point favorite, BYU. Jerem says 17 plus. Even though it's been 21 years since BYU won a road opener by more than, than one. one. Isn't that wild? That is one of our most unbelievable stats that we've done on this show. I could not believe it. 21 years. That's going to change in two days. BYU needs to win and win big, and they feel like they will do that. Even without Jamal. Without Devon Blackman. You have Taysom Hill, Heisman Trophy Canada quarterback. Okay, One of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the entire country, leading the troops. He's not coming off a season-ending knee injury. Okay.
2: If BYU had put Health in a new, good. if Christian Stewart was a starter and BYU had a new offense, and there was like a monsoon,
0: then you'd be, I'd worried. be worried. Then you'd be worried. But I ain't worried. You've heard what we think. Why do you think this year's BYU season opener against UConn will be different than last year's at Virginia? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
1: It's Twitter time.
0: At JM Matson, thirty-two. Because Fua is like Han Solo, and Kafusi is like Chewbacca. <laughs> And we all know what they did to Boba Fett. There
1: you go.
2: Bang Biscuit. <laughs> J.M. Matson, FT-Dub. Why
0: Boba Fett,
2: Casey Cochran? Oh, my goodness.
0: Why? I
2: will tweet later today. Today's your daily reminder that Casey Cochran has a Boba Fett tattoo.
0: What in the world? <laughs> if you're going to get a Star Wars character, why would you Let, pick Boba listen, Fett? Listen, I don't
2: believe in having a tattoo, but if I did, I wouldn't go Boba Fett. Hashtag BYUSN. What would, what would you yeah, actually if do? Gonna, if,
0: <laughs> if you have to get a Star Wars tattoo or if that's the way you want to go, you're certainly not doing Boba Fett, I'm guessing, BYU Sports Nation. Which character do you go with? I'm doing that little
2: creature from Return of the Jedi and Jabba the Hutt's lair that just goes, <laughs> that like, little laughing guy. I'm doing that guy.
0: No, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> oh, man. I'd probably do an Ewok or R2-D2. Or, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh,
2: not one. I'm probably not getting a tattoo. Just one painful, too. I don't believe in it. But whatever. To every man his own. <laughs> Boba, you want Boba Fett on your arm? Cool, man. Bronson Kapusi is going to, to gonna introduce himself to Boba Fett. I'll tell you that on Friday. Chewbacca. <laughs> why, would you, why would you put Boba Fett on your
0: arm? I what the heck? I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't even put a sticker of Boba Fett on my arm. That's really good. Okay, back to the question.
1: That is a question. Why will this year's
0: BYU season opener be different than last year's? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUS and also your Star Wars tattoo ideas. (laughs) I would love Jamal all of a sudden to have a Star Wars tattoo. Coming up, the most popular man on UConn's campus, the play-by-play voice of the Huskies, Joe D'Ambrosio. Why he says UConn can keep it close. This is BYU Sports Nation. What? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation.
2: Friday, countdown to kickoff. We'll get you set for BYU in Connecticut live from East Hartford, Connecticut with Spencer live there and the boys here in Provo. Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, live on BYU TV. Also, next Tuesday, 6 Mountain Time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Be there for a special uh music video shoot with the band Fictionist. We're going to shoot a new open for Countdown to kick off. We need people there. It's free. Just show up. See a nice 30 to 45-minute set they'll play and be in the music video. That starts at 6 Mountain Time next Tuesday, September
0: 2nd, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Wear blue and white. Again, if you show up in red, you will be turned Trid away like a game day. at the gates. Why will BYU season opener against UConn be different than last year's Virginia opener. Use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. I know what you're all thinking. Well, there won't be a monsoon. Okay, other than That's the monsoon. Number one, yeah. Back on BYU Sports Nation right now, Joe D'Ambrosio, the play-by-play voice of the UConn Huskies and also the most popular man on campus in stores slash East Hartford. Joe, nice to have you with us again.
1: Well, first off, it's the 61-year-old man from the last time. And I did take some guff for that. So. And, boy, you people are all super concerned with the weather. Come on. It was traumatic. Uh, it did, really let was. A, let me ask you a question. Did both teams play in the same conditions? Yes, they did. Okay. No more questions. Yes. You're with nice, <laughs>
0: Nice. Point Joe. Okay, Joe. You're up one nothing right now, but let, let's go. Here we are, <laughs> two days away from the BYU-UConn opener. How do you prepare yourself mentally as a play-by-play guy for the awesomeness that awaits in a new college football season?
1: It's great. I'm excited. I'm staying up late nights doing my uh, the charts and stuff and trying to gather as much information uh, as I can about BYU. CollegePressBox.com uh, is a great source uh, to log on to the to the Provo Daily Herald and the Desiree News and the Salt Lake Tribune, which fortunately are not pay sites, as opposed to a lot of the papers now, uh, which you know hit you like uh, uh, Kyle Van Noy when you're trying to do your research. How's that for oh, a Oh
2: Nice, yeah. nice. Well, okay, I'm two points for Joe nothing. Nothing. Yeah, okay, um, But it,
1: it, it's exciting. I think you know, uh, opening day for football fans is, is like Christmas. You're you're excited for it. Uh, you can't wait. When it's a night game, uh, it's a long day to get to uh to get there i always get to the stadium uh hideously early anyways just you know in case of traffic or or whatever um but it's fun i think everybody in this neck of the woods is excited about it even though they know the task ahead of uconn isn't an easy one
2: the last time we spoke with you you said that you didn't have tremendous access to be able to get to know this team maybe as well as you might Have thought you would have. Uh, Have you had more access in fall camp to be able to get to know this team?
1: Yeah, it's been good, and I can tell you what, Spence and Jared, this is a group of kids that are really enjoying playing for Coach Diaco uh, and the assistants. You know, when you've lost for three years in a row, um, things are not. You know, it's not Happy Valley, um, and I don't mean that literally. (laughs) But this group, um, every time we get a chance to talk to them, we've had. We've had several opportunities to to visit with the student-athletes after practice and stuff. Uh, They're ready to play. Uh, They're in great shape. Uh, The emphasis on nutrition and conditioning um, has really uh, had an effect on this team. And mentally, um, you know, I mean, it's two days away from the game, and I'm sure they wish they could play you know, tonight at seven o'clock, not Friday at seven o'clock. So the guys are uh, the guys are, are are pretty excited and looking forward to uh, their their first chance uh, under the bright lights on Wednesday, on Friday.
0: Joe D'Ambrosio, voice of the UConn Huskies since 1992, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Bob Diaco, in his first year as the UConn head coach, he's a guy that comes with a reputation from Notre Dame. He ran great defenses for the Fighting Irish. He knows BYU to a degree, even though BYU now has a little bit uh, different of an offense, is there an advantage for Diaco knowing BYU's program coming into his home field?
1: Maybe a slight one, but I think that's overrated. It's completely different personnel. He's going to be running the game. He's not worried about just one side of the football. Um, He certainly trusts his coordinators and his quarterback coach, Don Patterson, um, who's been around for a long, long time, Um, But I I think any advantage in that is minimal, especially, and this was one thing I learned while doing, you know, for the last month, doing my my notes and getting ready and stuff, with everything that's going on with the BYU program, with guys leaving, two transfers coming in, um, the two wideouts, which guys are going to play, which guys are going to be suspended. It's really, I think it's hard. You know the schemes, but you're not so sure about the personnel.
2: When you look at this 2014 edition of Connecticut, what's the biggest difference from last year's three-win team?
1: Conditioning. uh, Purely. They're in better shape. Uh, They're more confident. Uh, I think they go into the season with Casey Cochran as the quarterback and Chandler Whitmer uh, being what Coach Diaco calls the key backup uh, as as strength there. Um, I think the defense is excited to play what they feel will be an attacking style uh, under the coordinator Anthony Poindexter and the co-coordinator Vincent Brown, whose nickname was the Undertaker when he played in nice. the NFL for the Patriots, um, I think a lot of it is mental. That the, the reason why I think UConn is better prepared for for this season to begin. Now, what happens when they go against Taysom Hill and all those big receivers and you know those guys on defense who have who have been around a little bit? Maybe a different story. You know, things change when you start hitting somebody else. But they just seem to be more confident and they're anxious to get out there and, and want to test themselves against what they think is a is a pretty good team.
0: Joe D'Ambrosio, seven time Connecticut Sportscaster of the Year on BYU Sports Nation. Joe, much has been said about this two quarterback situation that Bob Diaco is now dealing with. I know he's named a starter uh, in Cochrane, but but is is there an issue there with playing two quarterbacks is it a disadvantage like what why are they married to the idea of playing two quarterbacks
1: well, I mean I, you know everybody says this and i've said it too when you have two quarterbacks you, you, you don't have you don't have any quarterbacks
2: yeah
1: um, you know you've you got to go back a ways to find the last time that a two quarterback system uh, tended to work uh, for the older people maybe in the NFL with Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kilmer for the Redskins back in the beginning of time when they played Leather helmets, <laughs> But they think the Whit- Chandler Whitmer, who had been the starter for 16 straight games before he was replaced after the, the fourth game of, a year ago, um, nobody thought he would come back to school. He's come back. He's come back with a good attitude. And the thing that I think they like is he gives them a little different look. He's more agile. He's a better athlete. Than Cochran is. He's nowhere near as good a passer. He's nowhere near near good. Uh, near as good, I think, as a field general. But I think the thing they'll do with Whitmer is they'll put him in positions and uh, situations where he feels comfortable. You know, last year he was he was the whole thing. He was the whole deal. Uh, he was expected to to run the entire show, and he struggled with that. And the fans, frankly, you know, were a little bit unkind towards him. Um, every mistake you got made, they seem to blame blame Whitmer for it. This year, that's not going to be the case. He's going to be put in a situation where, you know, they're going to maximize his opportunity to succeed. Now, will it work? Let's see.
3: Yeah, that's the whole I right? would
1: think eventually, and again, I have no inside knowledge of this, um, nor should I, but I would think eventually it will become a one-quarterback team.
3: You would
2: hope, yeah, for sure. But, Joe, the real question is, Chandler Whitmer does not have a Boba Fett tattoo or a mullet.
1: Well, the mullet, trust me, the mullet has gotten... You know, I can't remember the last hairstyle on a guy that's gotten that much uh, (laughs) attention. Cochran's a great kid. You know, like Taysom Hill, he's he's, uh, nominated for the AFCA Good Works team. Uh, His dad was a legendary high school coach uh, in the state. Um, He said he got the idea from MacGyver. He's a big MacGyver fan. And the kids on the team at Media Day uh, took great pleasure in in throwing every pot shot uh, Cochran's way that they could. You know, he's crazy, he's a little bit different, he Boba marches Fett. to his own drummer, um, you know, the typical stuff. But he does have their respect and it was pretty evident last year that when he was the quarterback, they felt their most confident. Now they played the, the other than SMU, they played the three worst teams on their schedule.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but he played well in those games. So, you know, I, I think Friday night will be the first time that he has started a game against a team this good.
0: BYU is a 16 and point favorite. How does UConn make this a closer game than 16 and points, like most experts are predicting?
1: I think they have to control the ball. I think they've got to convert any sort of mistakes that Hill and the BYU team will make. I know the special teams from Reed and Everything was a bit of a concern last year for the Cougars. Maybe they can force a, a couple of special team errors. Um, I think UConn's got to get into the game early so that the fans get into it. And get the crowd on their side. Um, we're New Englanders here. We're pretty fickle, you know. We'll turn on we'll turn on you in a heartbeat. Just ask the Red Sox. <laughs> um, so I, I think, you know, I think don't try to do too much. Make some convert any mistakes BYU makes into points. Maybe break a big play or two during the game, uh, and and basically just try to. Um, you know, slow them down early and keep the crowd into the game. And then, you know, they did that with Michigan last year. Michigan was a far superior team, came in here as a double figure favorite, and the game went down to the last couple of minutes. So anybody who played for this team last year against Michigan knows the scenario.
2: What's the biggest advantage you see BYU has on Connecticut?
1: Play by play guy's much better. No, oh, look
0: out.
2: <laughs> we know the BYU guy. He won't like it. <laughs> the- <laughs> He wouldn't like that I said he's better?
1: Oh, yeah. He's, oh, the BYU yeah, guy's he's better? Yes, yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. I'm not trying to cause trouble here. I know. I was like, wow, Joe. Yeah, no, I like Greg. Greg and I have had some great phone conversations. There you go. In fact, I'm calling him in a couple of minutes to get him on our coaches show. There you go. Uh, tonight. No, I, I think the biggest advantage BYU has <laughs> is Taysom Hill. As good as Cochran is, I think Hill's a, Hill's a terrific quarterback. Now, obviously, he's missing a couple of weapons. Um, the receivers appear to be pretty good for BYU, there's certainly depth there. And I think the play fast thing, I, I like any team that plays that way. I think a team that, that plays fast and, and hard like that in in this era of college basketball has a has a bit of an advantage. I know the offensive line for BYU, um, you know, they've only listed nine guys who could play, so, you know, that's easy to get ready for. Uh defensively there's there's been some moving around, there's been some people hurt. I think the big, tall kid at the defensive end can be a, uh, can be a bit of a problem. Um, and I just think the experience. I mean, BYU's played on a, on a pretty big stage. They played Texas. They played Virginia. You know, teams like that. They played Notre Dame. Um, you know, nothing's going to happen on Friday night that's going to intimidate the BYU kids. Plus, I think, and, and this is the case in every game, and BYU's older. You know, their sophomores are, are not 18, 19 years old for the most part. And I think that's an advantage.
0: Joe D'Ambrosio, voice of the UConn Huskies, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Joe, always great to have you. I can't believe you
1: guys are trying to stir, stir up trouble between me and Rubel. That That's hurtful.
0: <laughs> no
2: trouble here,
0: Joe. No, no yeah, trouble but, here. We will, we will set the record straight, okay. I promise. And I will seek you out in East Hartford. Look forward to uh, talking with you when I get there.
1: Yeah, I look forward to it, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep looking at those five-day forecasts because much like mock drafts, they're the most useful, useless things on planet Earth.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Joe.
1: All right, guys.
0: He came out swinging. Why will this year's BYU Danny season opener, Tiresi. UConn, <laughs> be different than last year's game against Virginia at Bronco for Prez? We're not debuting a new offense, which is exactly what we talked about last segment. Yeah. UConn isn't as good as Virginia was. Exactly what we talked about last segment. The weather should be better. (laughs) Also mentioned. All those things. And we're more talented this year. There are four solid reasons right there why you should not have a repeat performance that you had against Virginia. And thanks to
2: Lauren Parker. He's like, throw out a Diana Taurasi reference. We got it in line. Yeah.
0: He's winning. We hit a buzzer beater, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Station. All access with Michael Aliso. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, broadcasting in crystal clear. Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast daily on BYU TV. Friday, 6 Eastern, countdown to kickoff.
2: Join us to get ready for BYU in Connecticut. Spencer will be live on the field uh, in East Hartford, Connecticut, at Rentsler Field. We'll have Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon here in Provo, breaking it down. We will get you ready. Friday, 6 Eastern, live right here on BOE TV. You know
0: why this is going to be a good trip? Other you're, than Because
2: you're going to bring us a strand of Casey Cochran's mullet. <laughs> That's yeah, why. That would be the ultimate get.
0: And then, yeah. We're other gonna, than that. And then we'll put it on the set. Other than that, I went to the store last night yeah? to get my, my, my go-to travel snack.
2: What is it? What free plug are you going to make Nibs. right now? Nibs. Licorice.
0: Gotta have some liquors for the plane.
2: Yes. What are you this gonna? Is on, you're on, gonna this is on radio. I'm gonna get, do this.
0: Yes. Yeah. I said the name of the candy, Jeremy. Oh, no,
2: I, I just wanted to hear the uh, the sound, the nib, <laughs> the nibble sound.
0: <laughs> it's been a sound effect show from Jeremy Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Resetting today's trending topics. Yukon and Virginia are two entirely different scenarios. What? We addressed that at length. Yeah, it's the East that, Coast, that was and a it's a season opener. That was a minion. Oh, okay. What? Tomato? <laughs> someone, someone mouth cuff Jaron, please. <laughs> <laughs> the audio guy can easily do that. <laughs> okay. I don't know, it's yet to happen in all the shows we've done. B- this is why everyone's concerned. Because BYU hasn't won an, a road opener by more than one point in over two decades.
2: Okay, here's the, here's the thing with that. In the, the last six season opening road games, away from Provo, site included, the BYU's played. None have been non-P5. Listen to this list. Virginia, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Arizona, Florida State, Alabama. It's Connecticut! It's like playing UTEP or New Mexico in I the know. season
0: opener on the road. I know, but I feel... You win that game. I know Virginia on paper is a little bit better than UConn was. I just... They have I a, want BYU to win by
2: 30. Just go 17-plus, and then it will be a one-point game. That's what we learned from the Houston game. And then the Texas game will be 17-plus, a la Boise State
0: <laughs> Blow them away. Uh, other trending topics in BYU Sports Nation. Some more unfortunate news for a couple of former BYU Cougars. Vic Saoto and Hebron Fangupo, released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Boo. Although, Brett Kiesel did well, sign in yeah. for a 13th year with the Steelers. Show. He traded one for two. Two for one. Two for one, one for however, you mm-hmm. want to look at it. Yep, one and a half for one and a half. So, we have a new segment that we're going to debut on BYU Sports yes. Nation. Yesterday, while I was doing an interview one on one with Bronco Mendenhall, we had Michael Elisa come in studio. Michael Elisa is going to be our all access man for BYU football each week. We will talk with every Wednesday, the fifth year senior linebacker, ninth year senior linebacker, whatever he is. In all seriousness. A really, really great segment on BYU Sports Nation. It debuts now. Jerem Jordan, one-on-one with Michael Alisa. Here it is.
2: All right, Michael, we're uh, pumped to have you here on BYU Sports Nation. We're excited about this regular Wednesday feature in which we kind of go inside the locker room with you. Uh, You take us there. Why is it that you agreed to our request to uh, be on BYU Sports Nation and take us inside.
3: Well, I've always been a 007 James Bond fan. Okay. And, uh, you know, this undercover feel kind of gets my, like, adrenaline pumping. I think that's a good way for me awesome. to prep for the games. Help me play at a better speed. And, uh, no, I, I just really want to get into broadcasting. I, I, I love uh, this atmosphere. I'm, I've become good friends with you, Jeremy and Spencer, and and uh, it's been a blast. So I'm excited for this. Bronco Mendenhall said that he does not watch the program last week, which is was a shock
2: Gosh. to us. Uh, he said that some of his close sources might watch, like, I don't know, Zach Nyborg or something. How do we get Bronco to actually watch BYU Sports Nation?
3: Maybe this might be what it takes. Maybe one, having to one see of his if own, you're saying something you shouldn't? May, oh, okay, well, maybe <laughs> I need to say the wrong thing and then get him interested and then just be like, oh, no, that was just a joke. So what's the wrong thing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well,
2: let's, let's talk a little bit about the transition from fall camp to Connecticut. Uh, fall camp seems like it is riddled with two teams that are fiery. There's some fights. Does that change when you start preparing for Connecticut? Do you get to the one team at some point? No, no.
3: Fall camp is offense versus defense, tee off, you know, and, and uh and some of those like the the fire carries on in, in the locker room and in the training room because there's there's those competitions that are going on so fiercely. And and there's the position battles within position groups. So that is also some of the adds to the tension of the team. Once you get past fall camp, you know, tension gets relaxed within the team and is and is targeted at your next opponent in this case it's UConn, and um, you know we get our scout team and our and uh, its first offense against the scout off uh, defense of UConn and first defense against the scout offense of UConn.
2: You've been on both sides, running back, yeah. linebacker, a couple switches now. Who generates more hate? Is it the defense because they can actually take out the aggression on by hitting someone?
3: Okay, honestly, defense you have to play it with a little anger in your soul, you know. And and uh, I, I kind of forgot about that. It took took a while for me to get back in the groove of things and and get that uh, you know the the animosity, the, the, the burn going in my, in my soul again.
2: How, how do you create that burn?
3: Gosh, I don't know. You gotta like. You think of negative think, things think of like, about the. You, you, the can't, you can't think negative. You, got, right. you always gotta think positive in sports. But I mean, I mean, and you know this, but I mean, you just, you just uh, get like just high on this, on this uh, passion to just kill somebody and, just, and uh, just
2: run into somebody yeah just, just hurt
3: them. some human being that's wearing another color that's ultimately
2: all you don't want to injure them but that's the mindset you have like what's the difference Because yeah, I mean it's probably it's probably a negative buzzword to be like yeah i want to i want to hurt someone i want to kill
3: i someone. mean if i'm going to tackle a guy i'm not thinking okay if i can tackle his knee or his ankle like maybe sprain and like i'm not thinking that i'm just trying to get this guy down and do it hard you know and and uh everything you're doing you're running hard you're you're you know, defending blocks hard. You're holding the edge as hard as you can. Everything is just fast and explosive on, on defense. And, and offense It's the same, but, but there definitely is a different mindset is, is what I've experienced. Who's the
2: most fiery guy on the defense? The guy that's just oh. ready to explode at any moment?
3: Uh, as a person, I'd say down Levitt. Just personality. That was my guess, too. Personality, yeah. yeah. Even off the field, he's, you know, he's kind of just... Out there, You know, he might just punch you in the face for no reason. <laughs> That's Craig, what Adam Craig Bills, though, is, is the guy who has taken the, the, the leadership role on the defense as, you know, the uh, um, contained explosiveness is, is, is how I describe it. Because off the field, you know, he's, he's a very serious guy and, and a great leader. But on the field, he's, he's that madman who's flying around and throwing his body into guys. On the depth chart, you were listed uh, at the will
2: linebacker behind Bronson Kafusi. Was that any surprise to you, or did you were you happy to be, I guess, or with Troy Hines as the backup?
3: No, no. I mean, you look at Bronson Kafusi. That guy is just you know an animal, and and I still look at him right now with the defense. He looks like a a man amongst boys, really, and, and like the whole defense is right here. And, and there's, there's Bronson Kafusi, the his head, yeah, just yeah, <laughs> but just the giraffe, and he's not just tall. He's he's filled out. He, he just looks like a. Large human being, and, and uh, he plays well, too. So, yeah, no surprise there.
2: Uh, we talked uh, in a Cougar Camp All-Access interview with you about uh, some nicknames. You mentioned Austin's Zone Leader Heater, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Adam Pulse for AP. Mm-hmm. What other nicknames of other guys can you clue us into? Like, Jamal Williams is J-Swagdad. Does it go by another nickname? Does Taysom have a nickname?
3: Well, I mean, we, of course, we know Baby J as well. Baby J. Okay. Adam Hine. We call him Machine. Because, Machine, have you seen him? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Blaine Fowler has a man crush on Adam Hine. Just, <laughs> don't we all? And then uh, <laughs> Nate, Nate Carter, uh, for such a small guy, I call him Nate Waite, but he's, I mean, I don't, this might be one of those things that Bronco might get upset about. I don't know. Here is the thing, but some of the coaches call him the Penguin.
2: The Penguin.
3: Yeah, and and from Batman Forever. Maybe.
2: Is it the Batman character reference or just a penguin in general? I
3: think it's more off of the animal. Like, okay. Yeah. Morgan
2: Freeman could narrate his life. <laughs> yes. You yes. What we're talking about? Watch
3: out for the polar bears. Yeah. <laughs> does Taysom Hill have a nickname uh, internally? Not yet. Not yet. No? What's your nickname? I could call him Forrest. Uh, Forrest? Why? Just because he runs. You know. Just running. Forrest Gump. He's okay. Run, Forrest, yeah. run. I was like,
2: what does that have to do with trees? Yeah, I, I get you now.
3: <laughs> and then uh, my, my nickname has kind of been Captain Mike. Amongst the running backs, mm-hmm. but so so that was kind of a more isolated nickname. Among the
2: running backs, you kind of build up this rapport. You end up being, you know, on the Doak Walker Award watch list, and you get hurt against Hawaii, and then you join this new group. How has been the interaction with a new group where you are a fifth-year senior and expected to be a leader, whether you play a ton or not?
3: Mm-hmm. So I, I came in thinking, okay, I'm I'm bottom of the barrel again, and uh, this is a new position, new position group. I'm the new guy. But it, it wasn't the case. I came in and these guys were still looking at me as, as, well, this guy's been in big games. He's made big plays. He's always been a contributor here at BYU and, and uh, you know, upperclassman, he's a leader. And um, that kind of took me off guard. I, I feel like I shouldn't have. I, I should have been more prepared to be for that leadership role. But um, may, maybe it was good that I went in thinking I was balling the barrel because I I just was trying my hardest. And I was trying to get on every special teams and, and flying around every play of every practice, and I think that the guy saw that and, and saw, okay, maybe he is a fifth-year senior, but he's, he's still willing to try hard for the program.
2: Michael Elisa joins us on BYU Sports Nation. Several freshmen in the uh, two deep, which was interesting. We noted seven, three on the offensive line, four on the defense. Uh, notably in the linebackers, Fred Warner as a freshman. Oh, yeah. I know Tyler Cook is there, Sione Takitaki, among others. These freshmen seem to have made a made a big impact. What what kind of impact have you seen them make already? And it's cuz it's not it's not often that a freshman comes in and does this. You did this as a freshman linebacker, got some playing time, but mm-hmm. these guys seem to be pretty legit.
3: Oh yeah, I'm, they're better than I was when I was a freshman, no doubt. I mean, Tyler, Fred, Troy, Sione. Troy Hines, I forgot. Mission yeah, freshman. Yeah. Can we call him right. mission? Mission freshman? freshman. Yeah. Does that make sense? You definitely can. Yeah.
2: Or grown man is the opponent's goal. I mean,
3: because I mean, think about it, this: is their first college experience. So, so I mean, they're coming in with fresh eyes, and um, th- these guys are just uh, hungry and uh, willing to learn. I'm surprised at how Fred has learned, picked up the defense so quickly. He r- really impresses me, especially the way he moves around on the field. He plays like a like an old guy. You know, oh. Like a more mature college player. <laughs> I play like an old guy. Because <laughs> you are the old guy. Because <laughs> I am the old guy. Who is the oldest guy on the team right now? It used to be my kid. I think it thought, might be... Right? Oh man, I don't want to throw him under the bus. It might be either Devin Mahina or Kurt Henderson. Yeah. I think, yeah. One of One those, those guys. guys. Yeah. They've been around a while. You yeah. need the... They're,
2: they're, those guys are BYU yeah. guys. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, Kurt Henderson is the most dateable bachelor on our team. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, I, I interviewed the team, mm-hmm. asked around. I mm-hmm. said, if you, had a, if you had a daughter, who would you want them to date? And across the board, Kurt, Kurt Henderson, Henderson. Except for Taysom Hill. He said he didn't want his daughter to date any football players. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Gonna have to, thanks, uh, Tays. Yeah, yeah. N- nice job, thanks, buddy. Forrest. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot.
2: <laughs> uh, Connecticut. Uh, a team that won three games, but probably, I imagine, has your attention because it's a Virginia-type situation. East Coast a team that you think you should beat. What's the what's the uh, locker room like right now as you prepare for the Huskies?
3: Uh, it feels more serious than it did last year. Um, and and we recognize that I think UConn has some some playmakers on offense. They have a number 85, one of their wide receivers. Jeremy Davis. He reminds me a lot like uh, Cody Hoffman, does he not? He's, yeah, he's, he's like, that tall dude. guy who, who fights for the hair. ball. The, yeah, he does have better hair. Than yeah, yeah. <laughs> better hair. Yeah. And uh, he, about the same speed, I'd say. I think he runs like a four or five. Um, he's really good. And number four is their, their little fast receiver, who's also pretty the good. Deshaun Fox, I want to say, something like that. I think that's right, yeah. yeah. So, so they have a couple playmakers, and they look like they're going to
2: play two quarterbacks. Does that make it harder for you to prepare for a team when they play two?
3: I don't know. I, I kind of, when, when I see Does that. Does that mean they have none? I, I see instability, yeah, in the offense when you want to play two quarterbacks. One of them is the more athletic guy, even though, I mean, he's not a Taysom by any means, but, Chandler Whitmer. but he, he's more of their, their scrambler, right? Yeah. yeah, Whitmer.
2: And then Casey Cochran. The dude has a mullet, a Boba Fett tattoo on his arm, and thought that BYU played in an incredible conference. Okay. Navy and Army probably are like, oh, yeah, we do, Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? when the guy's got you know some some personality
3: to him the as Bubba a quarterback. The worries me a little bit because that is <laughs> worries you? he is you know bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a pretty scary guy. But on a quarterback, <laughs> I thought saw all show. If it was a linebacker with a Bubba Fett tattoo, then you know maybe that would mean something.
2: Yeah, it'd, it'd be a little weird. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah.
3: Uh, Connecticut,
2: uh, similar to Virginia, I mentioned kind of that. Do you, it's more serious. Be, is it more serious this fall camp because you lost to Virginia in that first game last year?
3: You know what? Yeah, I I definitely say yes. That Virginia game was just the the worst possible thing that could happen to us that season because it just crushed our dreams, wrapped the bat to a team that it shouldn't have happened with, and uh, you know, there's no way that that can happen again because, like you said, here's another team that we're going into it. You know, everyone says that we should win, and last year we listened to that. This year we can't listen to that. Just play ball, shut down their their stud receivers on defense. They have some. They have a really good corner. And uh, Taysom needs to make some good decisions when, uh, you know, the receiver's going up against that guy. I think it's number 16 or 13. Yeah, Of cor- he's really cor- good. Byron Jones is uh, 16. Really, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, and he's like number five, you know, top five corner in, in the nation. Well, wow. Yeah.
2: Okay. When you, when you look at uh, the way that you play defense, because they're playing two quarterbacks, because there's some new personnel, do you go to more base stuff in the first game to try and figure things out, or do you stay complex?
3: No, no. So a defense plays fast when they know what they're doing. So Coach Hal, I mean, I I hope that he stays basic to start off just so that everyone gets in the groove and and feels comfortable out there and then can play fast. And, uh, yeah, who knows, we might just stay base defense the whole game. But but you definitely want to make sure that everybody is just going hard. And the only way you can do that is if they know exactly what their responsibility is. That first moment when you run out on Rentschler
2: Field with that flag to open a season, Describe what that what you've maybe envisioned that feeling to be like. Ah, oh, gosh. The fir- the la- first time for the last time. So, so you running out for the final time for the first game. Okay, your-
3: gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, th- this whole this whole fall camp, every practice has been kind of like a, a, a reinvention of, of myself as a football player, and um, I finally have found where I want to be mentally in a game. I like to have fun. I, I feel like in the past, you know, I, I fought with myself, like, okay, do I want to be, you know, just totally quiet and not talk to anybody this game, or like, where where, where do I play comfortable at? And and for me, I just play loose and, and having fun. And so going in for the first time, or the last time, for the last, yeah, I just need to have fun and just enjoy this game. And I think that's what all of us need to do is play loose. And you know, we've we've practiced hard. We know our responsibilities. And just do it. Michael, great
2: stuff. We appreciate the time. Good luck against UConn.
3: Thank you. Big thanks
0: to Michael Elisa, our All Access Wednesday interview guy for BYU football. He's one of their senior leaders, and as you can tell, very insightful.
2: Yeah, he's ready to go. Fantastic.
0: Every Wednesday we will talk to Michael. It's going to be awesome. We will do it every week. What will we do next? Big deal, no deal. Oh, yeah, this is BYU Sports Nation in-game week. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. The show rolls on. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in radio vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. If you haven't already, download the podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUsportsNation.com.
2: Tuesday, next week, 6 Mountain Time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Come hang out with us and be in a music video shoot with Fictionist. We're going to shoot a new open for Countdown to kick off the pregame show. Show up in white and blue uh, and be ready to rock. 6 p.m., Lavelle Edwards Stadium, next Tuesday, Fictionist and BYE TV. going to be awesome.
0: Answer today's Twitter question, which is, why will this year's BYU season opener, UConn, be different than last year's, Virginia, using the hashtag BYUSN? You can also join up with the show and fellow BYU fans by using that hashtag. You can even send us a request like Adam did, at AdamJohnson2013. He asks, where can I download the Blue Goggle Alert soundbite? Well,
1: Adam? Blue Goggle Alert. Blue Goggle Alert. Blue Goggle Alert.
0: Blue Goggle Alert. There you have it, my friend. Grab that, grab the audio Record and go. and take it. <laughs> You're welcome. You know but what we should do next year? Laying out. You know what we should do next? Play Big Deal. Yes. Big deal. No big deal. deal. I'm taking off the blue goggles, please. National processing sponsorship of <laughs> Big Deal No Deal a long time. is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. That <laughs> was a low blow, Jerem Jordan. Low no, it blow. It was high. It was right in the mouth. Number one. Big deal. No deal.
1: BYU's road
0: opening woes. I say no deal this year because BYU is a different football team under a second-year offensive coordinator with a returning quarterback. There are a million reasons why BYU will blow UConn out of the water. No deal.
2: Listen, there, it, it appears to be a big deal. Traditionally, BYU struggled, right? But it's a no deal. I'm with you. It's a totally it's a different group. It's not Virginia. I know Virginia was terrible, but Connecticut's worse. BYU will win this game. Number two.
0: Big deal, no deal. UConn going with the two QB system. This is a big deal for UConn because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Their own play-by-play guy told us today, when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. They're in a debacle. BYU's learned it. Bronco Mendenhall told me about it yesterday in our interview. He learned from his mistakes. You have to pick a guy or you put yourself at a serious disadvantage.
2: Yeah, no deal for BYU. Even if Connecticut had a returning guy that was decent, I still wouldn't be scurred. Still wouldn't. No deal. Number three.
1: Big deal, no deal. UConn QB's Boba Fett tattoo.
0: Oh, good grief. Uh, (laughs) You can go either way on this one. (laughs) I'm going to say big deal because what the heck are you thinking, man? If you're going to get a Star Wars tattoo, and it's huge, too, it's like 10 go, inches long. Go with somebody other than Boba Fett. The dude gets
2: lit up. Yeah, no deal. This will have no impact on the game, but it's a big deal because it's super hilarious, and I love it because it's so <laughs> dumb.
0: His mullet, also a big deal. Number four. <laughs> oh, just kidding. That was, there, was, there was only three. But I'm they l- were so memorable. Yeah. We
2: had to end it. Pete, Like Jim Brown, just peak early.
0: 3 big deal no deals and 2 days away from BYU in Connecticut and one segment left. Bang! That, oh nice. Bang! High five for that, man. That was well played, Jeremy Jordan. Up next, a loaded Cougar whip around some more tough news for or BYU not. footballers in the NFL. Yes. <laughs> Football. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Football news for you. Right now, Jerem, what are the BYU footballers about to do?
2: They're eating. Uh, they're eating some brunch. And uh, they'll take off at 1145 for Hartford. Uh, and then they'll be there. They're going a little early, which I think is good on the first game of the season when you don't have school. Which is nice. School starts Tuesday, September 2nd
0: for BYU. Bronco said he would have gone a day earlier last year if he could do something different.
2: I thought it was to interesting, Virginia. too. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too. On Monday, uh, Bronco said that originally BYU wanted to play a game in that region, and the idea was Syracuse. But it ended up being Connecticut.
0: So they started to look for other teams somewhere, and yeah.
2: Syracuse is more street cred, for sure. They've struggled the past several years, though. They've
0: not been good. Future guests include the Bronco Mendenhall. I go one-on-one with him tomorrow. Sat down with him yesterday. Had a great conversation. We discuss things like his role on the field. What's he going to do as the head coach now not being the defensive coordinator? His answer may surprise you. Does he you. even have to
2: go to the game anymore? Can he just watch it? <laughs> yeah, and you'll be live from Connecticut coming up later this week. That
0: I will also Brian be Brian Logan doing. hanging out in studio. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter helping you at most. DexterLaw.com.
2: How about Michael Alisa? Yeah. Uh, t- tremendous interview. Very excited uh, every Wednesday to go all-access with Michael. Good stuff.
0: So You, you say have to se- have anger in your soul. You say 17-plus. Yeah. Is that blue goggle-ish, That might be Jared? blue goggle That You, you know what? Hold on. Let me, let me examine on. it. Okay, yep, oh, that's... BYU by
2: 31-plus. Blue goggle, plus. Blue goggle oh. <laughs> Now I see what David Nixon was talking about earlier in the week. Oh. David Nixon said 28-plus. Why will this
0: year's BYU season opener, UConn, be different than last year's at Virginia? At Max J. Isaacson. Paul Lasique will get a pitch out in the blue zone and bowl over people for the first score. That'll get people's attention. BYU 42, UConn 7.
2: That would be awesome. Yeah, Thanks need, to our guests today. For that Joe D'Ambrosio, Michael, Lisa, and everyone on our crew. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and other social media. stuff.
0: The show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Colby Clausen. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow in Provo. I will be in East Hartford football two days
2: away. Bye, Spencer.